Welcome to Faith and Family, a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. And now from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Faith and Family as we continue our mini-series on marriage preparation. Uh, Pope Francis and a Vatican Commission has advised extending marriage prep from the normal six months to a year. And in the last episode, I mentioned to you I was in full agreement on the critical need for renewed help for young couples, but I suggested rather than a more expansive marriage prep, that is expansive in length of time, I suggested there could be ways to have more effective marriage prep. So today we're going to be talking about communication in marriage prep. And this is obviously a topic that I guess almost everybody is aware of that deals in marriage prep, and that is the communication problems, which are cited by those Catholics who have been divorced and separated as the biggest challenge in their relationship. There's other challenges, but they cite this as number one. So obviously, there's help needed in communication, but I'm going to try to convey a couple of times through this broadcast that not just any type of communication is going to help because sometimes when you depend on something that doesn't deliver what it promises and then the problems in marriage continue to escalate and you say, well, we tried marital communication therapy or whatever. It didn't do what it promised. So I'm not trying that again. And you, you basically find that the defective or less than ideal marriage communication techniques and programs can be a real hindrance to preventing divorce amongst Catholics. And what you want to do in marriage prep is to strengthen the young couple for the challenges they're going to be facing. Now, how do you evaluate a marriage preparation class? I'll tell you a very common way it's evaluated is by surveys at the end of a class. I will say to you, do not by any means depend on such surveys. If you want to see, now the surveys are good like you know, did the men and the women in the class, you know, like the presentation? Did they find it informative or not? That, that's fine. But if you're trying to evaluate if it's effective in reducing marital problems and Catholic divorces, a survey at the end of a class is next to worthless. Okay? Don't do that. Why is that? Well, Communication in marriage has been studied pretty intensively because it's in the communications that the conflicts from all of married life start erupting. And the really harmful marital differences that those differences that erupt in verbal conflict start showing up at 1.5 years into marriage on average, 1.5 years. So if you're using a survey at the end of a class before couples even married, 
you don't have any way to evaluate the effectiveness of what you are doing. In fact, uh, they generally showing the serious differences that erupt in verbal conflict at 1.5 years, and then at three years, they start getting very serious. So you want to basically intervene and have a communications technique, strategy, training, preparation, whatever you want to call it, that will be effective as the marriage progresses. Now, what I am going to be advocating in this episode, as well as in the next episode, is a marital communication program called PREP, all caps, P-R-E-P. And you can read about PREP. It's in one of my chapters in the book, ABCs of Choosing a Good Husband and the ABCs of Choosing a Good Wife. And PREP is short for Prevention Relationship Enhancement Program. And that's, um, to me, it's too much of a mouthful. I'm just going to be saying PREP uh, from now on. PREP was developed by marital researchers at the University of Denver. It's been studied by multiple university studies in tracking couples to see the effectiveness of PREP. So many uh, communication programs and general marriage programs, you have kind of anecdotal testimonies and this and that, and uh, maybe even a quote high from the experience for a few weeks or something. That is not how to evaluate a program. You want to look at it seriously, objectively, reasonably, and you want to look at it over time. And when you start looking at marriage communication strategies over time, PrEP is the single most valuable way to strengthen Catholic marriages. In fact, just not just for the communication aspect, but to build a strong marriage. And this one is very interesting. There's a Bavarian study that the government of Bavaria that was co-sponsored by the Catholic Church in Bavaria, researched various marital programs to see the effectiveness after five years. And you see, after five years, if there's uh, problems in a marriage, it really starts showing. Just so you know the timeline here, I mentioned things start really getting warmed up with problems at 1.5 years. The birth of a child is obviously a major event. Five years, you're well into it. By seven years, a lot of people who are going to divorce from a first marriage have basically decided to divorce and then act on it in the eighth year. That's just statistically the averages of what goes on for failed marriages. So they wanted to look out on a five-year basis. Again, this is the government of Bavaria, co-sponsored by the Catholic Church in Bavaria, So after looking at all types of premarital programs, including a complete pre-Cana program, those couples who took all kinds of other premarital prep after five years had a 500% greater divorce rate. 
And uh, don't think I just made a misstatement and you're rubbing your ears like I didn't hear that. That's right. All types of premarital uh, preparation, including a complete pre-Cana program, those who took those without prep had a 500% higher divorce rate after five years. Now, uh, and I, I hesitate to do this because I really don't like criticizing authors and other programs and this and that, but th- this is so ultimately serious. I'll just mention this. Uh, very often, by the way, PrEP is used in a lot of Catholic parishes or dioceses, but certainly not enough because more frequently there's a program called Engaged Encounter, and couples, again, after they take engaged encounter, will give good surveys and this and that. But do you know that one year after taking engaged encounters, counter, couples don't show any difference from those who didn't take it from those who did take it just after a year? And remember, the significant problems really started appearing at 1.5 years. So you, you need to be careful on what you pick for a program. And if you could simply incorporate PrEP into an existing pre-candidate program, you would have, I, I can't see, but anything but a runaway success. Now, instead of extending pre-cana to 12 months, keep it at six months. Now, PrEP is best taken in a seminar-type setting, it can be done in one, two, or three days. I like succinct communication, but one day could be a little short for this, uh, maybe a half day or at least Friday evening and all day Saturday, or even a three-day, but I think two-day is a happy medium, and incorporate that within the uh, pre-cana program, you are off and running. So, what is it about PrEP? What does PrEP try to address? Well, in order to really value it, you have to know what marital researchers found that contributes to the high rates of divorce and marital distress. And it, bottom line, it's how a couple handles conflict and disagreements. And Marital researchers, uh, particularly up in the Northwest, a professor has developed this, they can predict with a 90% accuracy which couples will be happy and which couples will divorce. And it's all based on how a couple handles conflict and disagreements. And, you know, a lot of marital communication is trying to solve all your problems. And guess what? I'm going to be talking more about this next episode, but PrEP isn't a problem-solving communication strategy. It's how to fight for your marriage without fighting your spouse. It's how to handle conflict and disagreements. And they have found out, now this is counterintuitive to most programs, but you don't have to solve all your differences to have a happy marriage. Hello. You need to learn how to have your disagreements with respect and not attacking each other. So 
Marital distress and divorce comes from conflict and disagreements. Now, prep is a very simple way to handle marital differences without destroying your relationship. So what often happens in a verbal conflict, and this is stereotypes, but they kind of hold true, very often in a verbal conflict, a man will withdraw. Now, a wife can take this as an indicator of a non-desire for intimacy. He doesn't love me. That's not the case. Uh, because a man basically wants peace. He doesn't know how to handle verbal conflict, so he withdraws, which increases stress in the marital relationship. So prep teaches you to uh, learn how to treat each other with the differences of perspective and whatnot. And men who go into conflict management mode tend to... um, avoid or withdraw or actually become quite silent until they explode with anger because the heart rate's going up, the adrenaline's pumping, it's all going on. They don't want conflict. They don't know how to handle conflict. And conflict is what PrEP can deal with. So I'm going to um, just have a word here for any wives who are listening, and I really urge you to listen carefully to me because what I'm about to say, you may not have heard a whole lot about, even from men who are talking about marriage enrichment on any type of Catholic or Christian media, okay? Most marital programs are geared for wives. Now, I'm not trying to get into a male-female husband-wife conflict here. Uh, I can remember looking at an ad for the largest evangelical family organization in the world. I was interested in it, and it said, must be able to communicate with women. Well, I agree with that, but I'm thinking, what about men? I mean, in a marriage, to make a marriage work, you have both women and men. You don't just have women. But you should realize that many marriage programs have given up on men. Now, uh, I became a a Catholic in large part due to Pope John Paul II's teaching on marriage, and I identified that teaching with the historic teaching of the early church fathers, And so marriage was a key reason why I came into church, and I got asked to go around the Catholic family conferences. I'm a slow learner, but after about two years of this, overwhelming, I mean, way overwhelming Catholic marriage conferences were just filled with wives who were learning about, you know, their role and their husband's role, but their husband wasn't even there. And if anything, that's probably going to increase marital stress. So that's why I launched St. Joseph's Covenant Keepers. But bottom line, if you're a wife and you're looking for a good marital enrichment program, find one where men will feel comfortable. And when you're evaluating it, think of, uh, think of your husband, not yourself. And I'm not trying to tip things one way or the other. The, the bare fact is, and even the, the leaders of PrEP know this, 
that the key is finding some way to even get men to participate in these things. And general programs, they don't like it. And honestly, um, I'll just pretty much say it here, a lot of the communication training, they hate. But they love their wives and think, okay, if I'm going to have to do this in order to love my wife, I'll, I'll, I'll try it. But a Catholic psychiatrist told me now that they can, you know, hook up, oh, I guess, whatever it is, electrodes on your head or whatever. And so when you're doing various things, they can kind of read what's going on in your brain. And when you try to get men to communicate like women, which is a very bad idea, uh, the male brain becomes stressed. And when a man is stressed and trying to find union with his wife, that causes distance, the opposite of what you want to occur in communication. In fact, I've had just extensive applause at men's conferences when I say it's a bad idea to try to get men to talk like women. And yet, even many marital communication programs that are taught by men are, I would say, the 5% of men that like that type of thing. 95% of men do not. And probability is your husband is one of those 95%, not one of the 5% that enjoy that type of thing. Okay. So all I am saying is prep is designed for both men and women. And this is crossing the Himalayas for marriage training. Okay. This is just so important. Uh, Let me give you an example of this. A priest friend had me... uh, come to his parish and talk to marriage married couples about the prep communication techniques. And in the next episode, I'm going to be actually giving you some of how this works. And I described it and such. And um, I remember after uh, I was done, he opened it up for questions and answers. And I just remember very distinctly, there is a um, very distinguished looking retired, young retired Marine pilot asked me a question that was a good question, and it was obvious uh, he took his faith seriously, and he also took keeping his marriage strong seriously, okay? So after uh, we got done, this man came up to me, all enthused. I, I apologize for being stereotypes, but it was kind of like a wordy philosopher kind of guy who just love the process of all of this stuff. And he wanted to know how he could become the leader of it. And after it was all over, the priest and I were out chatting with each other and uh, he wanted to know how we could get this going in his parish. And I said, well, you just get a leader trained. It takes about three uh, three days. And so if you want my advice, recruit that Marine pilot, okay? Not the other guy because he's going to ruin the advantage that PrEP has uh, in communication. So let me give you three illustrations of how things work (laughs) in marital therapy type things. I went to a smart marriages conference and in there they had a whole seminar on what they call a date night program and it was it was the the key resource was a book i think it was like 10 chapters with 10 
kind of fun, exciting date nights that you go on with your husband and wife and with other couples from your parish. And uh, the author, a guy, uh, along with his wife, but the guy mentioned, uh, yeah, but we uh, found that the uh, the husbands weren't reading the chapters. Um, they were only reading the summaries at the end, but they were going through with the program. Now, let me ask you if you're a wife listening. Would you rather have your husband read a chapter of a marriage book or get in a conflict with you over reading a marriage chapter or just getting like, okay, I want to know how to love my wife. What do I do? Oh, go on a date with other couples. Have fun. Do Christian type things with other Christian couples. Great. And I have to read one half of a page, get the concept, and do it. Um, you don't need a whole process. Wives like process. There's nothing wrong with process, but don't put the husbands through that mill or else you're going to have a tiny little response. I am holding in my hand the smartest book that I've encountered in the last half century for married couples, okay? Uh, in fact, it's a, it's a two-book edition. One is entitled, For Men Only, A Straightforward Guide to the Inner Lives of Women. And then the other is, For Women Only, A Straightforward Guide to the Inner Lives of Men. And a lot of Christian women have been absolutely shocked to find out what goes on in their husband's mind and such. And if you were a supporter of Family Life Center, you would have had copies of this book um, years ago. But what is so smart about this book is that unlike the Wives Edition, I'm opening the book for men. It's not a big book. I mean, it's not threatening by any means. But look here, it's 191 pages. But if you open the front cover, it says, Quick Start Guide. And it says, Open Here. And um, you think it's really tough to figure out the inner lives of women. It's really seven key things you need to know. And then you open this up, and boom, all seven things are knocked out for you. And like two or three bullet points for each of the seven points. Now, I gave this book uh, to one of my sons-in-law, and he, I'm pretty sure, has a pretty much of a, a memory that he can read it once and it's locked in, okay? Not everybody's like that, but uh, he um, took a few minutes, went through each of these things. See, husbands want to love their wives. They want to know how to love their wives. It's somewhat of a mystery for it, but they want to know how. He got through these seven things, pulled it back up, closed the book, and handed it to me. That's all he needed. He didn't even need to read the book. And this is Shanti and Jeff Feldhahn for men only, for women only. You can get it as a set. And I think, you know, whereas that other author on date night, I mean, they did a good job on a date night book, but the men only needed the summary. And Shanti Feldham put this summary right in the beginning of the book. This is a stroke of genius. This is the smartest book on marriage that I have seen in 50 years. But there's something other than just this book that's just as smart. You see, I have some marriage books designed for the average husband and wife that like are 300 and something pages. And... Um, 
good luck in getting the average guy to work through that whole thing. Again, wives like to process, guys don't. To be successful, you need husbands and wives, something that is meaningful to both. Well, I'm holding in my hand a refrigerator magnet. It's like about four inches by four inches. And it has, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, eight bullet points that summarize the entire prep training. You stick it on your refrigerator, things get hot, verbal conflict, you pull this off, and it's a reminder how to then trigger in a good way rather than getting angry and expressing hatred towards your spouse, you bring the conversation uh, to a peaceful resolution, not necessarily solving all problems, but having peace. And it's the entire prep program on this refrigerator magnet. In fact, there's somewhere on the internet you can find an article. Um, I think it's entitled How a Refrigerator Magnet Saved My Marriage. And this has, it's not the magnet that has saved marriages, and it has saved marriages. It's the prep technique, but to be able to boil it down to eight points. And uh, I'll be talking about this next time, but um, you're probably aware that men are proficient in three kinds of conflict. Again, when we're talking about successful marital communication, we wanna reduce conflict. And men are good in three types of conflict, military, sports, and business. Now for the wives listening, it's just a, a, a month away. Uh, the preseason games will be starting. Just watch one quarter of a football game and notice how much attention is given if there's a uh, referee timeout and an extensive discussion and review by video from all these different angles and repeating the rule, the rule, the rule, and did this rule get violated or not? And this is a big part of football, okay? Prep is rule-based. It's not like just some starry-eyed, no guidance, no compass, no direction. It's very specific rules. Guys are great at this. And that's why the military chaplains found out that teaching prep skills to their soldiers and sailors could cut their divorce rate by two-thirds. Well, we're going to talk more about it next time. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 398 of Faith and Family Radio. Faith and Family is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at dads.org.